us more. It's about time because we're going there. Well, friends, it looks like we have come to the end of another podcast season. And what perfect timing because I just celebrated a birthday. And I feel like a birthday is a celebration of an end of one year and a beginning of another. If you have joined with us and have journeyed with us through season seven, I just want to say thank you. It is an honor and a privilege to create content that people enjoy and it brings me joy. So thank you for being on this journey with me. As I reflected on last year and looked forward to this upcoming new year of life, I I kind of went through and I said, what are the things that I want to pray specifically over for my life? And one of the things that came to mind was a specific prayer. I know, I know, gosh, a pastor praying for their birthday. I know it feels so hyper-spiritual. However, I am excited about what I sense that God is doing in 2023 and what that means for this new year of life. And so I kind of want to take you on a journey of breaking down a specific prayer that we see. It's just two verses in the Old Testament, but it's two verses that have impacted how I'm framing this next year and the prayers that I'm praying for my life. And I know that for some, this prayer could be controversial. So I want to break it down theologically because I think that there's a lot that we can learn from this little known character that we see sandwiched in the pages of First Chronicles. So today we're going to be taking a look as we round up this season about a man by the name of Jabez. And I want you to take note on this man's name because his name is a place, a person, and a prayer. And I love that we get to talk about prayer as we end this season because I have personally seen God move in amazing ways through the act of prayer. In fact, I remember being 11 years old and having this faith that one day, one day, I would be able to go to the Holy Land, aka Israel. I read that God's chosen children were the Israelites, and I always wanted to go. Every single Sunday, without fail, I would walk into Sunday school, and Mr. Charles would put prayer requests up on the chalkboard. Yes, chalkboard, because that's how old I am. I realize that chalkboards don't even exist in classrooms anymore. Oh, God, I'm getting old. But Mr. Charles was the fifth and sixth grade Sunday school teacher, and he really was the one that instilled the power of prayer in my life. Because every Sunday, I would go and raise my hand, and Mr. Charles would look at me and say, yes, Bianca, you want me to put down that you want to go to Israel? Yes. Side note, friends, what 11-year-old wants to go to Israel? Um, This girl right here. Well, when I was 12 years old, I got into a car accident with my mom, and I received a cash settlement. So what did I do? Ho-ho, you betcha. I paid for a trip to go to Israel with me and my dad. Now, I prayed simple prayers, but God heard my cry. It was a small request to God, but he's a big God, and so this big God answered. Today, I want to take a look at a simple prayer that Jabez prayed. And as God answered him, I believe that God can answer us today. And even in the midst of our pain, God hears our prayers. How do I know this? Because even in the midst of Jabez's pain, God heard his prayers. Even in the pain of the accident that was in when I was 11, guess what? God used that circumstance to answer my prayers. Now, I know you might be on a treadmill or you might be driving in your car. So I'm just going to read these two verses over us because I think that they're important as we go in the direction of the podcast. But in 1 Chronicles 4, 9 and 10, it says this, that Jabez was more honorable than his brothers. His mother had named him Jabez saying, I gave birth to him in pain. Jabez cried out to the God of Israel, Oh, that you would bless me and enlarge my territory. Let your hand be with me. Keep me from harm so that I will be free from pain. And God answered his request. 
So tucked in the pages of the Old Testament, uh, we find name after name after name, specifically in the book of First Chronicles. In fact, the first nine chapters of First Chronicles are baby daddy after baby daddy after baby daddy. Now, then seemingly out of nowhere, we see a person, a place, and a prayer. Now, as you go about your week and you process this podcast, I'm going to pull out some key things. I'm praying for my life and I'm praying for your life. If you're driving, I don't want you to do this. But as you take a look at the life of Jabez and you are thinking, hey, what prayer should I be praying for my life? I think this is one powerful prayer that we can add to our request to God. One thing that we see is that Jabez didn't let his name define him. And I don't want what other people have labeled me as or think of me in a certain way. I don't want that to define me. So now in, remember in, in verse nine, it said that his mother named him Jabez saying, I gave birth to him in pain. Now, why did she say that? Well, Jabez in Hebrew means grieve or pain. And if you've done Bible studies with me before, you know that I am passionate about Hebrew history. And Hebrew history explains that your name was birthed out of a situation surrounding your, your birth or uh, a prophetic foretelling of what your family wanted for you. It would revolve a purpose, promise, or even possibilities. And what did his mama name him? Pain, grief, sorrow. Now, I'm not sure why his mother named him Pain, but we know that she did. Now, whatever the case may be, everyone knew him as pain, grief, sorrow. It makes me wonder, like, did his brothers say, gosh, Jabez, you're such a pain? Did people see him walking down the street and say, good grief, here comes grief? Did people see sorrow hung around his neck when they called him Jabez? Now, I say this because several months ago, I received an email update from a warden from the Napa State Hospital, which is a prison for uh, women who are incarcerated but in need of hospital care. And they watch messages from the Father's House, which is our home church. And during one of the messages, I was speaking about the power of names. And there was a woman who searched her name and discovered that her name meant derogatory and demeaning. Well, the inmates there had a conversation with the woman whose name means derogatory and demeaning. And guess what they did? They renamed her and they reclaimed her identity. Do you want to know what her new name is? Friends, her name is Lovely. Oh, when I read that email, it, it just, it brought tears to my eyes. Maybe you're here and you feel maybe that you are demeaned or people view you in a derogatory manner. I just want to say that you are loved by Jesus. So don't give up, boo, because there is a lovely out there that cares about you. So what happens if your name is Jabez and no one renames you like they did for lovely? I mean, you talk about self-esteem problems and negative self-image. I mean, Jabez, this kid had to have it. And I'm sure that there's someone who's listening out there and you're thinking, well, whose name is Jabez? I get it. Maybe not in the literal sense that people maybe call you Jabez, but when you reflect back on the last couple months or years, your name might as well be Jabez because all you remember is pain. All you can remember is the negative circumstances, one right after the other. It looked like pain got a hold of you and would never let you go. Okay, okay, if you're listening and 2023 has shaped up to be your year, that's amazing. Maybe you're here, you bought a house, you lost weight, you have a perfect relationship, you got a promotion at work. Maybe your life is pain-free and perfect. Well, I applaud you, friend, and let me just admit that I'm low-key jealous. But for all the Jabezes who are listening to this podcast, for the person whose first name, middle name, and last name equal pain, hurt, and disappointment, anguish, loneliness, depression— 
frustration, and all the other idiosyncratic possibilities, then guess what? This prayer is for you. Before we find out that Jabez was named Payne, we first discover that he was more honorable than his brothers. I mean, literally, Jabez got an honorable mention. Now, nothing negative is said about the brothers. I mean, so I guess that makes them the okay band of brothers. But the one with the pain, the one with the disappointment, the negatives, the one who is struggling, God wants to stop us and pause as we read through this boring section of Scripture. Yes, I admitted that genealogies are boring. Don't judge me. But we stop in this genealogy to let us know that if your name is pain, it doesn't have to have the last word on your life. If your name, circumstances, and situation is painful, you could still end with it being more honorable than those around you who maybe don't have pain in their name. This word is a reminder that even in our pain, God hears our prayers. Now, I just, I, I want to geek out for a second. Did you notice that Jabez's name wasn't changed and then he became honorable? No, no, no. I mean, because we know that God does that. I mean, Jacob's name was Cheater, and his name got changed to Israel. Mara, which means bitter, went back to Naomi, which means sweet. Simon, which means reed, had a name change to Peter, which means rock. I mean, let's get real. If God wanted to change Jabez's name, he would have. It says Jabez, pain and sorrow, was more honorable than his brothers, which shows me that his name didn't prevent him from blessings. His pain didn't prevent him from answered prayers. So even if your circumstances don't change, even if nothing ever happens to your situation, if God puts you on the top shelf of honor, it won't matter what your name is. See, Jabez is still his name, but honor is his status. Whatever negativity the enemy tried to throw at Jabez, Jabez wasn't buying it. He was going to cry out to God. He didn't believe that God had rejected him. He believed that God would bless him if it was his will. He wanted to believe that he had just as much opportunity to be blessed as anyone else. And how would he ever know? How would he ever receive such a blessing unless he went to ask God and asked him for this blessing? Jabez was not going to settle for how things looked. He wasn't going to use his name or his circumstances to define his character. Perhaps you're listening to the podcast and you've carried a negative label around you and you've wondered if you will ever be able to shake it. Let me remind you right now, as I'm looking over the last year and celebrating this upcoming year, let me remind you that you could rise above whatever label or name that you've had, and you can be an honorable person despite whatever your name is, whatever name you've been given. Maybe your name is Kennedy, which means deformed head. Maybe your name is Tristan, which means sad or sorrowful. Maybe your name is Calvin, which means bald. Or maybe your name is Cameron, which means crooked nose. I don't want to be shady. That's literally the definition of those names. Let me remind you that you could shake that label and have honor in spite of whatever you've been named. Perhaps it's not the meaning of your name. What if it's the label that you've worn? Is your name depressed? Is your name loser? Is your name bankrupt? Is your name divorced? You could have these names, but it won't mess with your fame. You could even have a town named after you. Why? Because Javis isn't only a person, it's a place. In fact, in 1 Chronicles 2.55, it says all the clans of scribes who lived at Jabez. Now, usually a genealogy is predominantly a list of names. And here you have something different. In this case, it's a place. It's interesting that two things that you don't typically find in a genealogical list, a place and a prayer, both have to do with the same person. Who is that person? It's Jabez. 
Friends, I'm interrupting this podcast because if you know me, I love a good smelling house. Not only do I love a good smelling house, I love when things also help the environment. They're on a mission to help eliminate single-use candle vessels and give home fragrance lovers a more earth-friendly option without giving up beautiful, high-quality fragrance. The candle industry has major problems. Almost 2 billion candles are sold globally each year, and almost all of them are likely to end up in landfills for the next 1 million years. Yes, you heard me right. 1 million. Nose has created a refillable candle system that allows you to use your candle vessel again and again and again so you don't have to become part of the problem. It's so easy to use, friends. The candles are made with fragrance wax beads. All you have to do is place the wick in your reusable notes jar, fill it up with the wax beads, enjoy your fragrance for up to 36 hours, and then all you have to do is do the exact same thing over again. Yes, I've been loving burning the Santal and Atlas cedar scents. They're some of my favorites. It's calming and woodsy and luxurious. I'm obsessed. I love it. There's a bunch of other fragrances, and I'm sure that you will find one that fits your fancy. You can build your custom starter kit right now. Notes is giving listeners 15% off and free shipping when you buy Notes starter kit using the code going there. Yep, just use the code going there when placing your order. That's going there at notescandle.com backslash going there. I love one commentary on this passage, and it said that Jabez was an eminent doctor of the law whose reputation drew so many scribes around him that the town was called by his name. If this is accurate, we gain an understanding of just how honorable Jabez was. So his request, if you remembered, his request was to enlarge his territory. That wasn't a greedy request. He had God in mind regarding how he would use that increased size of land. If it resulted in having a town named after Jabez, then we could see how it is used to honor God. It was a location where scribes went to go. Also in this prayer, we see that Jabez depended on God. So first, Jabez didn't let his name define him. Now we see that Jabez depended on God. In 1 Chronicles 4.10, it says that Jabez cried out to the God of Israel. Let's repeat that prayer. Oh, that you would bless me and enlarge my territory. Let your hand be with me and keep me from harm so that I will be free from pain. And God granted his request. Jabez knew the power of God and asked him to bless him. In fact, in the King James and New King James Version, they would add this emphasis to the original Hebrew reading and it would include this. Oh, that you would bless me indeed. He didn't want to keep going the way that it was going. And that's what I was praying for like my life going into this new birthday year and what I'm praying for everyone listening to this podcast. Jabez wanted to sense the impartation of supernatural faith to be blessed over his life and injected into the ordinary dull moments of life. That is what I'm praying for. It's not to go through every day in a painful routine. It's a sense that God has gotten my business, affected my scenario, reversed the situation. And Jabez says, oh, that you would bless me indeed. In other words, God, give me life. The pain I'm experiencing right now, I don't want, but I can't get away from it. Every time I'm out in the street, people call me Jabez and remind me that I am in a painful situation. Every time I go to work, they call me Jabez and remind me that I can't even go to work without having pain. All my life is pain. I need another life. But folk can't give me another life. Every time I go to people to bless me, they bless me one minute and then they take it back the next. They bless me one minute and talk about me behind my back. I need someone to bless me, period, full stop, the end. 
I need a blessing to go uh, to stay beyond just my days and think of my family. I need a blessing that just won't leave me high and dry. It's the indeed kind of blessing. I need an impartation of spiritual favor that comes from the hand of God. So all of that is the information that I'm gathering from this one verse. Like I can imagine Jabez because I feel like I am praying prayers in the midst of pain. And please notice that Jabez was not specific. He says, bless me indeed, and leaves it open. It's basically like saying, God, however you wanna bless me, bless me indeed. I don't wanna pray for something that's too big, I can't handle it. And I don't wanna pray for something that's too small that I'll sell myself short. Bless me indeed with whatever you want to. Your blessings are better than my request, so bless me whenever, however, whatever way that you see fit. Man, if that is not a birthday prayer, then y'all are praying the wrong prayers, okay? When we ask God for his blessings, we are crying out for the wonderful, unlimited goodness that only God has the power to give. So I'm asking, are you praying for that? A better question, are you ready for that? Because oftentimes God will need to prepare a person to receive his blessings. We need to be responsible enough to handle this blessing correctly. And Jabez is showing himself to be responsible because he was an honorable man. And he, he prayed, enlarge my territory. So was Jabez dissatisfied with what God was giving him? Was he like being thirsty and greedy and saying, I want more? No, I, I don't think so. It is supposed that Jabez and his people were having battles with the Canaanites. So the understanding is that he's asking God to be victorious. His prayer is, God, give me victory. But it wasn't just about having more land. It was the motive of having more. God granted his request because God knew Jabez's heart. God knew that Jabez's desire to expand was to be able to do more for God. Ooh, if that is not a word, if I'm asking God to bless me, it's because I want to do more for God. And as we read in verse 9, Jabez's influence was so impactful that the town was named after him, a town where religious scribes were located who no doubt were copying scriptures there in this place. That's what a scribe did. And God will give us more when our motive is to do more for him, straight up. In fact, 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 10 and 11, uh, Paul the apostle says, now he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will also supply and increase your store of seed and will enlarge the harvest of your righteousness. You will be made rich in every way so that you can be generous on every occasion. And through us, your generosity will result in thanksgiving to God. That is my prayer for you. That's my prayer for me. In asking God to enlarge our territory, we're asking him to expand even our ministerial opportunities. I'm thinking of just the responsibility that God has given Matt and I in leading our church. I'm asking for God to increase our church for the spread of the gospel. I'm not saying increase our church and people coming. I'm saying, God, will you influence the globe through the gospel and let our hands be the ones that do it? But are we ready to pray such prayers? Are we ready to have God expand our lives? Are we ready to be more involved? Are we ready for more responsibility? I mean, to be honest with you, I have a lump in my throat of just like, oh God, that feels like a lot of work. Am I ready? Jabez is asking God to expand his territory. And when he's asking that, it meant that he was ready for God to move outside of his zone and conquer new territories. Are we willing to have God do the same in our lives? It might feel a little scary, but the gain is far greater than the risk. What is another thing that we see in this prayer? 
Jabez desired God's presence. Oh, that's like my favorite. And that's what I'm crying over my life. In fact, he said it this way, let your hand be with me. In other words, I don't want your blessings and not have you. Oh, I don't want to go into this new year and just asking you, bless me, bless me indeed. Give me more stuff. Expand my borders. Bless my business. Bless this. Bless that. No, 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 no. I don't want to have those things and then you're left by the sidelines. See, one of the reasons that God is not interested in blessing us indeed and expanding our borders is that there is a curse built into every blessing. I know, I know. Let me break this down. The curse that is built into every blessing is you becoming comfortable with the blessing that you no longer need the blesser. Ah, I know, I know. You guys, I'm learning this. The older that I get, I'm just realizing the weight of every blessing. Jabez says, God, let me get this straight up front. I want you to bless me indeed. I want you to expand my business, expand my family, expand my education. I want you to expand my borders. But just so we don't miss the point, I don't want expansion that excludes you. I don't want any blessing where you wind up on the sideline while I have fun in the blessing. I don't want a blessing that you're not a part of. I don't want more blessings if that means my heart growing bad. I know that's bad grammar, but it's good preaching. <laughs> I love alliteration of the nation. Okay. The Bible always lets you know when you have been blessed because Proverbs 10, 22 says, the blessing of the Lord that expands you, but he will be with you and giving you no sorrow. The way that you know that it comes from God is that there is a joy that's associated with it, not misery with it. Because God brings himself along with it. He says, I want you. I don't want your stuff. And what he's saying is, is I will not lose focus on dependency on you. Jabez is saying, no, no, you are in the crosshairs. You are the one that I'm doing this for. And then he prays this, keep me from harm. I kind of like that. Honestly, it felt a little self-indulgent to say, oh, keep me from harm. But why does he pray to be kept from evil or harm? Because the more God blesses you, the more Satan sees you. I got to say it twice because it was nice, friends. The more God blesses you, the more Satan sees you. And Jabez is smart. He's praying, uh-uh, put a restraining order on the devil. The only way to know that you are in a battle is when you're being attacked. Whenever we dare to get serious about doing great things for God, guess what? It's like we're poking the bear with the stick. If the devil ain't messing with you, it's because he doesn't have to worry about you. If he's not coming after you, you are not a threat to his cause. But if he's messing with you all day, every day, it's because he knows that you spelled trouble for him. So Jabez says, Lord, as you bless me, as you expand my borders, as your presence goes with me, keep the enemy off my back so he doesn't detour me or discourage me or tempt me. And then he ends with this. At the end of verse 10, it says, and God granted his request. Don't miss that. Don't miss that. Don't miss that. God did it. Jabez didn't let his name define him. Jabez depended on God. Jabez desired God's presence. And then finally, God did it. Jabez asked, God did it. Even in our pain, God hears our prayers. We can make the mistake that God will just give us what we ask for without any involvement from us. Not that he won't bless us without our involvement, but when we ask God to bless us, we need to be ready to do our part. We know that nothing good happens without God's divine intervention, but answers to prayer commonly involve a combination of God doing his part 
and we are doing our part. We are asking for God's hand to be upon us because we know that we can't do it without him. And maybe the reason why your life has been hard and full of pain, maybe the reason why my season has been so painful is that God wants to do something, but he doesn't want to be lost in the midst of that. I'm believing that God hears our prayers even in the midst of our pain. So as we close out this season, and we look towards season eight and a new season, I just have to pause and round up the podcast listeners and say, do you feel like Jabez? Are you listening today and are you willing to say, my name is Jabez, pain of not being understood, pain of being passed over for that promotion, pain of being rejected by my mother or my father, pain of financial circumstances, pain that every time I show up, someone calls me Jabez. I'm tired of being known by my pain and not by my God. I want every podcast listener to know that when you pray, even in your season of praying through pain, God hears you. And every day you wake up in your pain, you wake up going to your God and you tell God this, bless me indeed. Do something to expand my borders And as you do, as you expand them, let me know that you are right there with me because I don't want to go without you. Keep the enemy off my back so I can move forward and enjoy my blessing. That is the greatest prayer that we could pray as the beginning of something new. As we end season seven, I want to say thank you. And there's no other group of people that I want to spend my birthday celebrating than some of the fine folks who listen to the podcast. I'm so grateful for you. I'm excited for what God has in the future. And I'm praying Jabez's prayer, not just for my life, but for yours. I love you, and I'll see you in season eight.